Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative station since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. Oh my God, it's been too long since I've done that. Oh, geez. I am joined, uh, I'm your host, Double D, let me introduce myself first, but I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Joseph Callie and Tanner Saunders. How are you guys doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. First episode of 2023, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, yeah, 2023. Wow, that's nuts. Tanner's graduation year, everyone. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man, I'm always like that idiot. Like, I'll be at home, and I'll like go downstairs at 11.50, and then I'll come back up at like 12 or 1 a.m. and be like, hey, I haven't seen everybody in a year. <laughs> the same thing. Like, I haven't talked to you guys in a year. Holy smokes. But... In all seriousness, it's it's good to be back. A lot's happened since the last time we spoke, and it's been quite a while. Some things out of our uh, control that prevented us from doing the show, but we're back, ready to get into it. I can say for myself, at least, the New Year's off to a pretty good start. I mean, kind of slow right now because obviously school's on hold, but I've just been, you know, trying to keep busy, doing a little exercising, get back into my uh, my running that I'd like to do because. That usually goes by the wayside when school's in session, but just trying to, you know, change up the habits a little bit. I know everybody says that, but just running, exercising a little bit, drinking a lot of water, so trying to keep it going as long as I can. Oh, I'm right there with you, man. I went back to my swimming roots, swimming 7,000 yards every morning, and uh, there you go. We're, uh, we're kicking it back into gear, which feels good, you know, it's feel, feeling froggy uh, every morning, you know, <laughs> bright and early, but I don't know. It's It's definitely a slow start. We, unfortunately, were held up, like Tanner said, by the weather, um, it, which is now completely gone from here. The snow is no longer oh, wow. here. So yeah, no, it's there's too nothing. warm. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. 50 degrees every day and rainy, so yeah. all the snow oh, is now gone. Um, that's Buffalo for you. So, yeah. uh, there's Be ready really... for January and February. Well, did you see... Sorry, we're a little on the weather here. We're a little off, <laughs> off topic from a sports show, but the total snowfall in the but in Buffalo area, western New York, this year... 100.6 inches, right? Jeez. Last year, last year at this time, 6.3 inches. Oh, my. We are 94 inches above, and it's not even January. Well, it is January now, but oh, yeah. that was in December. Like, that, that we're in for a rude awakening. That's all I'm saying. I, I, think, it, I think it's coming back. Tanner, you might get snowed in in Buffalo next time you're here. So, uh, Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, on that topic, it just... It's going to be a heavy-handed show today for a multitude of reasons, that being one of them. But just, you got to say, man, RIP to all the people that lost their lives or were adversely affected by that. Obviously, you know, that's something you never want to see. But Buffalo is a city of fighters, man. It's a very strong community. The one thing I've learned in my time there. So, you know, it's a, a major setback. And obviously, you know, we mourn the people that tragically lost their lives. But we're going to keep fighting. And the... I guess that's all you can really say about that is just, you know, thoughts and well wishes out to the people that were negatively affected by that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah, no, that that snowstorm was one of the worst I think I've ever experienced in a I, long time. Yeah, I, think, I mean that there were no visibility on no. the roads. 
no plows were able to go because they couldn't see a dang. They got thing. stuck too. Right, they yeah, got they stuck. were in danger. So I, they pulled I mean, them off the road. It was really lucky that the Bills decided to leave town before this hit. Yeah. When it yeah. hit. Well, even the Sabers couldn't even play inside. Like you know what I mean? No, like that's no. like because no one could get there. No. Like it's just it's. Oh man, it, it's crazy. That even didn't stop Casey Middlestaff from going to Columbus. Nope, <laughs> no, it did not. That I can't. I cannot Casey believe. Casey Middlestaff gets to where he wants, man. He may be. I I may want to trade him for a bag of bucks, but man, he can move if he wants to. Respect, respect <laughs> for Middlestaff. After that, I mean, we'll talk Sabers today, right. but you know, not the lowest scoring or producing producing player on the team right now. So can't really ask for much more from middle stat. The trip to Columbus really set his head straight. So maybe, maybe at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's get on the topic of somber news. You know, nobody yeah, likes to talk about it right now, mm-hmm. but um, we all have to talk about Monday night. It's, it's history. I, I mean, what other way can you play? It's the first game. That has ever been suspended during play and will not be made up during this week. Um, you know, I I think we can all agree here that we all believe that we give Demar Hamlin his the best wishes that we can. We're praying for a healthy recovery, a quick recovery, so he, we can see him back on the football field when he's ready. Um, you know, I do want to say something about T. Higgins, though. I, I think he's probably taken this really hard um, because he is the last guy who hit him. Um, and I, I want to say it's not your fault. It, it's not something that you could control. You play this game to have fun, to entertain, and, you know, things happen. And nobody, I, I don't think anybody has ever thought about this happening on the field where somebody would have to be given CPR twice and then shipped off to a hospital um, to again lose his heartbeat and have to be resuscitated there as well. I, I I just don't think this has ever been a thought by anybody. Nobody's ever wished this. Um, I I mean the only good thing to come out of Demar Hamlin's injury is really seeing the sports community come together. I've never seen all the sports come together like this since a long time. I mean the MLB has come out. Um, the Cincinnati Reds have put up uh, on their billboard, pray for DeMar. All the NFL teams have been very supportive. Lacrosse teams. Lacrosse teams, NHL teams. I mean, the Capitals did not have to do a moment of silence for DeMar Hamlin, and yet they did. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's very respectable from them. And I, I got to say from here in Buffalo, thank you for the support. And, you know, it, it's... It's hard to think about all the things that have happened in just such a short period of time yeah. during the season. I, I mean, it started all the way at the beginning of the season. You know, Micah High goes down uh, for the year, almost. He's coming back soon, hopefully. But then you have Dane Jackson getting a almost scary neck, neck injury. injury if it went that bad. Uh, you have Josh Allen almost having Tommy John surgery. You know, Probably still will <laughs> Probably still at the will, end of the geez. season. Um, Von Miller going down for the year yeah, because of his ACL, you know, and now you have this and it, when do we get lucky at this point? When do we finally get some good luck on our side with Buffalo? I I mean, we lose a home game due to the weather, you know, um, it's just been crazy this year and yeah, or really last year. Yeah. Well, this season, quote unquote. yeah. 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 But, I mean, um, 
I, I mean, do you think there's anything that there can somehow be luck turned? I think honestly, if I if I may speak on Demar for a little bit here, I'm going to tie that question into what I'm going to say here. Um, truthfully, there are no words to describe, like Dan said, the outpouring of love from the sports community, just the country in general too. That that foundation, two thousand five hundred dollars was the goal in twenty twenty to raise some money to help some local kids in his hometown get some toys. It's over $6 million at this point. And Robert Kraft is the top donor. Tom Brady donated. All these other players donated. Like It's it, it's absolutely insane to see just how um, this has affected everyone. And it's affected, I don't know, watching that game. I, I, I probably could speak for both of you, too. I'll never watch a game of football the same again after that. You know what I mean? Like it, Knowing that that has happened, you know, you, you go into every game thinking, oh, you know, it, you expect to see, I've seen everyone saying this, the thumbs up going into the tunnel on the stretcher, right? I'm good, you know, I'm going in, like, even even Dane Jackson was talking, was fine, he was just in a neck brace, right, in an ambulance. DeMar, we never knew, we, we, we still technically, I mean, we, we know what's going on, but this this was a huge question mark for days we had no idea you know what I mean like it was just there was no way they could continue playing through that in my opinion and I'm glad that the league stepped in and was like okay we're done and I'm glad the Bengals coach Zach Taylor was so sportsmanlike he truly was he walked over and McDermott was like I I gotta be at the hospital I can't be here and all that stuff and then you know they 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 worked it out sportsmanlike. It wasn't, and all those Bengals players hovering around too and crying just as much as the Bills were. Like that just shows you the gravity of this because this is a violent game. This is a physical game, right? Like we know that. It it's the people say it's a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Okay, like let's just be honest here. Like you're three hundred pound dudes flying into other three hundred pound dudes. Like that that's that's crazy. That's violent, right? But you haven't seen anything like this. You haven't seen someone, like Dan said, getting CPR on the field to resuscitate them. You've seen, like I said, the thumb going up, going into the tunnel. And I think that's just, that that's the thing, right? This take You take a step back after watching something like that, and you're like, in perspective, how important even is this home field advantage in the playoffs compared to someone's life. It's not, it really is not. You know what I mean? Like I, I could care less about that right now. I'd rather see DeMar Hamlin be okay, you know, and make a recovery. And I mean, you've seen people say like, come out and say something about, like skip Bayless, right? Scrutinized by the national media and um, on Twitter everywhere. Even Shannon came back on today and just railed into him like ridiculous. Dan, I see you're about to say, what are you, what are you yeah, going to say? Yeah, that, that show's good. And <laughs> yeah. That, that, or they're going to just get rid of Skip Bayless. And, it, it has <laughs> to be one. Well, it's either going to be change of Skip or it's going to be show ends entirely. Um, I, I know we talked about it before, but it was uh, Skip taking a shot at Shannon for not being as good as Tom Brady. Oh, and yeah. Skip basically calling Shannon a bum. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's out of Shannon's mouth. Um and now you have this where Shannon comes back off after taking a day off um, with Skip trying to explain his tweet. Um, and Shan's doing this really nice monologue. He was doing this like we've never seen this. I'm still shook up. You know, what everybody's really been saying to the extent. And 
uh, he says during his monologue that hopefully Skip takes the tweet down. Mm-hmm. And Skip has to butt in mm-hmm. and say, I'm not taking the tweet down. Uh, the the higher-ups have nothing wrong with it. It's like, weren't weren't they the ones to that tell you to you? go explain the tweet? Yeah. So then there is something wrong with the tweet, Skip. Get it through your thick skull. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, and also, if we're on the talk of bad people during this situation, Adam Scheffner did not do a good job. Adam Scheffner made it sound like this was the first time an ambulance has ever been on the field. Um, I shouldn't laugh at that, but it's, I, like, I, I mean, it's what you said. Like, Adam, you, you've screwed up. For most of the season, just shut up, buddy. Just just go into hiding at this point. Please, do not go on Twitter. Do not talk. Do, do, don't do anything. Um, just, just keep on trying to do the Lambo leap on the ESPN countdown. You know, I, I think you should stick to, to Green Bay. Um, and then this late, the woman who was in the middle, um, who was asking all the questions, Susie Colbert, um, or Colbert, I'm sorry if you I got your name wrong, but she had the most mono monotone voice I've ever heard somebody who has just witnessed a shocking, shocking event to a 24 year old who puts his head in that game every week. And this lady's just going, well, what do you think about uh, how how much impact does it have on the like? Shut up. I, I, I respect Bo, uh, Boger McFarland, he did a great job. Scott Van Pelt, uh, Ryan Clark. Um, is it Booger or is it Boger? I thought it was Boger. Um, no, it's Booger. It's Booger. It's Booger? It's okay. Booger. <laughs> I, I try not to call him that. I, I thought it has some fancy thing to it. Okay, Booger McFarland. <laughs> um, and, and Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They were so respectful and they were yeah. right on the money with what we, they were saying. And, you know, I really respect them for saying, we don't want to show you this anymore. This is just sad. This is not something anybody wants to watch. And they're, they're completely right. Nobody wants to watch this, you know. Um, but I, I just think those three people need to apologize or, you know, Adam Schemter said to apologize multiple times now this year. He He should just be done um but skip needs to be gone um at least in some sense or get some slap on the wrist and yeah then... what was the question you asked that i completely glossed over before i started talking can the bills get positive at some point i think okay yes okay i'm gonna i'm gonna continue into that real fast <laughs> real quick here i'm gonna wrap it up the bills now I would be scared if I was standing in front of them at the playoffs. I'm going to be honest with you. And here's why. The amount of loss. Luke Knox, gone. Like, he passed away in the beginning of the season, right? Dawson's fired up. He's been fired up all season. Every touchdown he gets, he points up at the sky for his brother, right? Micah Hyde, injured, out. Dane Jackson, almost a career-ending neck injury, out. Came back, luckily. Thank God. Um, Von Miller, out. The tragic loss of the people who passed in the snowstorm, right? All the the unfortunate events at top supermarkets in the summer, right? Like everything is just stacking up now to the point where it's like they have so much to play for. And DeMar was the icing on the cake for that. 
they're fired up, and I think they're gonna they're they're dangerous. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you, Dan. I think we get positive from here on out because it's just they're a brick wall, and no one's gonna be able to break through them with all they've been through and the city on their backs the way it is right now. Like this this is going to be big, and they're playing for everything we've lost this year, every person we've lost, and their brother in Demar now, and I think that's huge. I think that's Honestly, Miami fans have been saying that too. I've been, I'm in that group, whatever, you know, all fans from around the NFL. They're scared to face the Bills in the playoffs because they are hungry, angry, upset, and they want they want to avenge them, right? Like they it's not revenge, it's they want to avenge them, right? Like the Avengers. It's not out of it's not out of spite. It's out of saving, you know what I mean, the legacy of someone else in going for it. Tanner, Tanner, what do you think? Um, well, first off, I'll echo Dan's point about T. Higgins. I can't imagine what he's going through right now. I just hope that he feels okay because there was nothing he could have done about that. I mean, there's been no official reason given as to why this happened, what triggered Hamlin to go into cardiac arrest, but from what a lot of Internet doctors and cardiologists are saying that, you know, what happened on that field, not only do you need to have, you know, a high enough amount of blunt force trauma to the chest, but it needs to happen at exactly the right time in one heartbeat to trigger cardiac arrest. So there was absolutely nothing Higgins could have done about that. It was just extremely unlucky being at the the wrong place at the wrong time. So I hope T. Higgins is is doing all right and doesn't think this is his fault because there was nothing he could have done about that. I mean, that's just the nature of the game those guys play. Football's the a very violent game, and, uh, you know, that's just unfortunately a byproduct of it, and that's something that I've struggled to wrap my head around these past couple days is, you know, how this game that changed this young man's life and blessed him is the same one that nearly took his life away, and we're not out of the woods yet in that department, although we have seen some positive news today that um, they've seen improvements between yesterday and overnight that they were hoping to see without going into specifics. So it does seem as if DeMar is uh, trending in the right direction. And I just, I got to echo you guys. I mean, I, I hope he, he's okay and he's able to make a, uh, make a full recovery because boy, that's, I never seen anything like that. I mean, I remember sitting in my living room while I was at my grandparents' house watching the game and, uh, you know, they showed the replay of him collapsing, and the, obviously I was a little bit taken aback. I mean, not normally you just see somebody pop up and then, you know, just fall out cold within two, three seconds. And then, you know, they make the announcement on the air that he was given CPR and my heart just dropped. I mean, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe it. And I started, like, physically shaking. So I can't imagine what those guys out on the field were feeling. Take you know, nobody cares what I feel, but take that and magnify it tenfold. And I can't imagine what those guys were going through, having to see this guy that, you know, they see every day. Some of those guys might be closer with him than they are their own family members. To see that happen, you know, to somebody that you share this common goal with and go to work every day with, it's got to be got to be terrible. But, Dan, I got to tell you, you made a great point about how this has brought a lot of people together. And, you know, sports and social media can – oftentimes be a hellscape in people's lives it can be very divisive but also you know sports and social media has this innate ability to bring people together like nothing else and we've seen that in the wake of this tragedy you mentioned 
the uh, the toy drive of the Chasing M's Foundation, how it's up to, I believe, $6.4 million as of uh, the airing of this show right now. And we've seen, you know, the NFL community pitch in. I saw Christian McCaffrey made a nice donation. Andy Dalton, remember how we donated to his foundation? Yeah. After he got us into the playoffs, he didn't forget. Um, Tom Brady made a donation. Robert Kraft and the Patriots. The Washington Commanders, I was just looking, I saw Jim Ursay in the Indianapolis Colts. You know, Ursay has been ragged on on this show before, but, uh, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. He made a nice, uh, generous donation, I would say. I think it was $25,003, so big ups to Jim Ursay and the Colts organization. But, you know, this is a, obviously a major tragedy, but to see people rally around this young man and you know, donate all this money that's going to change many kids' lives. It's just amazing. That's about the best you could ask for in a in a situation like this outside of DeMar's full recovery. And, you know, Joe, I agree with you that, um, you know, this is going to fire the bills up, I think, because how much strife can, can one community go through in a calendar year? And you mentioned it, the top shooting, Luke Knox, you know, deadly winter storms. The Bills being injured to all hell throughout the regular season, and now this. So, you know, the Bills might be the most intrinsically motivated team right now out of any in the NFL just because of all the hardship they've been through this season. To just to get one for the city, I mean, it would just it would mean the world given all that they've been through. Yeah, no, um, I'm right there with you, Tanner. Um, Actually, you know what, Dan? Hold on. Can I say something else? Go ahead. I'm just I might just be rambling on right now but oh, you're good. you know sometimes with maybe us or just in the media at large you know we have a tendency to kind of tear athletes down like you know if they don't score enough points for our fantasy <laughs> team or you know if they miss a blocking assignment or if they don't you know knock the ball out of somebody's hands on a fourth down and 18 but these guys you know as much as they get scrutinized they're they're humans too at the end of the day this is just a game they're you know, out there putting literally, as we saw, their life on the line just to provide a better life for themselves and their family and for our entertainment. And unfortunately, this was a uh, harrowing reminder of that fact. So I think we should all be mindful moving forward, everybody in the media, that, you know, before anything, these guys are human beings and they're out there, you know, risking their health and well-being just to, you know, create a better life for themselves and those around them. And, you know, it's only a game. It's only for our entertainment. But this it's no game for them, and unfortunately, this is a what happened to Demar was worst case scenario, and we can only hope that uh, he's going to make a full recovery. But like I said, it seems like he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the the positive that there hasn't been any negatives that have come out since the injury. Right. Um, I I know we all talked in the group chat after oh, it, it happened, mm-hmm. and um. I, I know Evan isn't here to give his perspective, but I can't think of what he's going through because he was actually at that game watching it all unfold. Um, I I know he told us today that or yesterday that he visited the hospital just to, you know, go and say his thoughts and prayers to Damar. Um, so, Evan, if you're listening, we're with you, buddy. Um, thanks for sharing it. Um, I know it must be tough mm-hmm. in any way to just see it happen in front of you. Um, but uh, let, let's kind of move on. Um, the, uh, enough of being sad. Enough of it. Um, 
you know, I don't like being sad on my own, but uh, we still got to keep on talking about this game nonetheless and its impact. And it's so huge because this game was so talked about. It was highly anticipated. Bills fighting for the first seed. Bengals also kind of fighting for the first seed, that they have a chance with winning this game almost. Um, and how how is this game going to be continued? And nobody knows how it's going to happen. Nobody knows if it's going to continue, if it's going to, you know, be rescheduled or pushed back or in any possibility be played in a while. Um, but it is crazy to think that this game will always be a part of history. It will be, you know, it, it will have a major play into who gets the buy, um, how the standings look. Um, I, I mean, what are your, how should the NFL move forward with this game? How should it be either resumed or called or what, what ideas do you think are best for the NFL to move forward with this game? Okay. I, tur- All right, I, I so, turned you off because no. you were taking a call. No, you're okay. Um, it was Tanner. He, oh. some, he got called by someone else and it disconnected. So oh. he's back, I think. Really? So, yep, yep he's, he's back. Good. All right. So <laughs> here's my big thing. A lot of people are saying, you know, the, the score will be 0-0 zero, zero, and they're basically restarting the game. I think the key word here that everyone's missing is resume. Right, resume means pick up where you left off. It's going to pick up, I believe, five fifty-eight left in the first quarter, seven to three. Bengals right where they were as this happened. Right, I think that's genuinely what's going to happen. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you restart it because then you have the question of if things go a different direction right off the bat, how fair was the restart? You know what I'm saying? So, I would rather it just start right where it left off, five fifty-eight, first quarter, seven three, because. A lot of people wanted to restart, and I think everyone's missing the keyword resume. It was suspended, paused, it's going to resume play. So it's going to resume right where it left off. In my opinion, I think that's how they should go about it. And I think they should uh, do this week 19. I think they uh, take that, whatchamacallit? The extra week. The extra week in between the Super Bowl out. I think you just push everything back one week. There's no need for it. Okay, there, there truly you really is not. You want to watch the Pro Bowl competition? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nobody cares about Put it. that on ESPN, too. Like, I, I, I really don't care. <laughs> you know, and the, let the alternate quarterbacks go. Like, to a, you know what I mean? Because Burrow and Allen wouldn't be there, you know? Right. So, it would probably be, uh, who are the alternates? Tua and Lamar? Like, something like that or something? Something along the line. Yeah, so, I, they, they could care. We know Josh doesn't care about a Pro Bowl. He didn't go last year. You know what I mean? So, I, I don't think that's a huge deal for them. I really don't. I think... The NFL not doing it this week is fantastic because it would have been happening tonight. It would have been happening tonight. Yeah. And I don't know how you mentally prepare to do that again in two days. Like, first of all, the five-minute thing at the game, ridiculous. Uh, I don't know where that came from. That they're was, saying, they're, they're saying, saying that wasn't said now, so well, I don't they're know. They're saying that, like, one, Joe Buck said that one league official told him that that was the plan going forward, and whoever said that's getting fired. Well, it 
That honestly, for a normal injury, for a normal ambulance pulling off the oh, field, yeah, that's, five minute warm up. That's right. the league standard. This was an unprecedented circumstance, so that that's just not the same. But even two days—that's not enough time. No, like you—you you literally the psychological tax you're taking from what happened. You you got to work that out for a, a little bit here, and even playing the Patriots on Sunday, I'm a little nervous. You know what I mean? But because. Even other teams who weren't in that game, everyone was watching that game. Every team, every team member yeah. of every team was watching that on TV to see because that's hu- it was a huge point on what the AFC was going to look like, right? Everyone saw what happened, so every player needs to make sure that they're mentally okay before you know what I mean. Like because even watching it on TV, I'm we're still talking about it. It still like scarred us. Oh, it's seeing that you know what I mean. Still huge. I mean, two days. After it's still talked everywhere. Yeah, exactly. It, it won't be talked, or it won't be, uh, you know, stopped being talked about until you hear he's making a full recovery. Right, I until bet. he's fine. Yeah, so it's just truly, it's tough because that's the big question, like you said. Even when this game's going to be replayed, right? But the next couple of weeks, this is an immediate like restart. The Bills are back at practice today, supposed to be. I don't know if they actually They're doing are. meetings, yeah. They're doing meetings, so... Um, They're doing meetings in a walkthrough. As we speak, right? Uh, I would believe so. Yeah, so this is the first time they've been together since, well, not been together, but been on the field in a practice facility since that. And they didn't even, like, play. You know what I mean? They didn't play more than a quarter. And it was just, I don't know, it, it was, it's just so mentally taxing. I can't imagine not having it done in week 19 and pushing everything back one week. I think that would be the best way to go about it. Throw it on Thursday night if you really want to, if you really want to push the boundary on that one, you know. But I would just put it on Sunday, prime time, let ESPN do it like they were supposed to, right? Or even Monday, prime time. Week 19, Monday night football, the final game of the season, Bills Bengals. But here's another question for you. Tanner, feel free to chime in if you would like. The. I know it's on the phone, so it's tough. <laughs> but uh, um, well, I mean, I'll just—I can just say right now. Yeah. I think I, I'm with you there, Joe. I mean, it wouldn't make logistical sense to do it this week. I mean, you're not going to have them fly back from Cincinnati on Monday just to fly back on like Wednesday or Thursday, and then you know you have to play the Patriots still scheduled on Sunday. So it just wouldn't make any sense to do it this week. I think it makes sense to do it, you know, after Week 18 is concluded. Because, I mean, that would be, I mean, you want to talk about, we know the NFL loves money. They only care about the bottom line. So could you imagine week 19, Bills, Bengals, prime time to determine, you know, what the AFC seeding is going to look like? I mean, the NFL would make boatloads of money off of that. I mean, you look at how much, how much this game was hyped up going into it. I mean, the teams had a combined, you know, what, 24, 25 wins. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow coming in had... 78 combined total touchdowns, which was like the most touchdowns ever between two quarterbacks in a meeting. So, I mean, it's just, it makes too much sense, even from a financial standpoint for the NFL. I hate talking like that because that's not how I think, but I know that's how the NFL operates. So, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to do it this week, but I think, you know, having it after week 18 concludes, and then if you have to push the playoffs back a week, then it is what it is. Right. I think that's the thing people need to realize here is it's not do or die. It really isn't when the playoffs are played. Push it back a week. No one cares. The Pro Bowl, you can throw on a different channel. Let di- You know what I mean? Even Amazon Prime making an exclusive. Jeff Bezos would love that money. I mean, let's just be honest here. You know what I mean? Like, But now on to my next thing. 
so replay the game, right? You got to play the game. Mm-hmm. We we're just talking about it. Where can you be okay walking back onto that field after that happened? Could you be okay anywhere well, on a field? I mean, that's the real question. I don't think it matters which field. I I know the tragic event happened on a certain field, and you know, but. The Bengals have home advantage in this game, and mm-hmm. you kind of got to live up to it. I don't think you can just say, well, because a tragic accident happened here, we're going to move you to Buffalo. Well, I not mean, even unless, Buffalo. Toss it to Detroit. Put you neutral in a field. neutral area. Yeah. That, that's the only other possibility. I think they would put it, I think they should put it in a neutral field, even in Cleveland. That's close to Cincinnati, right? I, I, I wouldn't say Cleveland. No. I would say more Detroit. No, Pittsburgh or Philly. Okay, both equal. I was thinking Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's both equal distance. And I would, I would give Cincinnati fans first shot at the tickets to make it a true home field. I'm going to be honest with you, because you it would be a Bills home game if you didn't. Everyone would be going. That's true. You know what I mean? Like it would just be. I mean, unless if you give season tickets the first, and then you know you give both teams season ticket holders the first uh, say so if they want to go to the game. I'd give the Bengals and then. And then I think you release it to the public in the sense of that maybe it's like an hour or 30 minutes difference. So it can't really make, because you can't say, hey, we're going to give it to the Bengals fans first for a day. And then you get to, you know, have whatever seats are left. Because I just think that's unfair for fans that wanted to go to this game. And, you know, unfortunately this happened where it's like you spent money and you really only got to watch 10 minutes of a yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could understand maybe like you give a 30-minute you know, or 20-minute like timer where it's like you give 20 minutes for Bengals fans to buy whatever tickets they want, and then it's open Bills the fans are open yeah. to everything and whoever. No, I, I, I do like that idea. I mean, it's just I don't – but then again, you look, look at the way the playoffs are. We might be playing them in Cincinnati anyway. You know what I mean? Like, well, it really depends who wins that game. Well, that's what I'm saying. But there's still a chance to play there against. Oh them, yeah, of course. You know? so, so it's, it's not like, like you can run and avoid no. it for all. You know, there there still is a possible chance. And um, you know, breaking news too about the Bills uh, from Judy Batista that uh, the NFL is not ruling out moving the Pats and Bills game, um, and. It's really that Troy Vincent came out uh, from the NFL and said, you know, they've had all these conversations with the Bills about Demar and the well-being of the players and the staff, and make sure they're set first before they play a game. Wait, so they might what to the New England? They might move the game. Huh. So in the sense, it would be probably become like the first ever Week 18 Monday Night Football game because usually everybody plays on Sunday, or. It, it, what you guys said was that you guys would add the extra week and just have that game played, right? Mm-hmm. I say you move all the games, but the Bills game and the Cincy game, have them two play this week, have everybody move next week. So that's like your final week. Because I feel like that's unfair with playoff teams getting like a buy sense. Yeah. Because that's like an extra week for the Chiefs to get healthy or get rested. Same with Tennessee if they make it or Baltimore with Lamar. And, you know, I feel like if you're going to have to, 
if you are going to replay this game and not or or resume this game and not just do something where one team gets a win or one team gets a loss or they both get ties you're going to have to move They'd every give the other Chiefs game the, the the conference if they both tied though right yeah exactly so i I, I mean it's it's so <laughs> it's, hard it, it's tough because if this happened say week 3 You'd oh, be able to work be, around it, there right? There would be something to do. But you know? I, I somewhat understand Skip's tweet. I just think it was ill-timed. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Say that the next two days. Because, look, we're talking about it right now, and it's fine, right? Because right. now it is a genuine question. It's not 20 minutes after the injury happened and you're tweeting about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't know. Tanner, what do you, what do you think on that? Um, What, if they should... Uh... If the the Patriots game and stuff, like, are they going to, like, the bye week, like Dan was saying and like, stuff are like they, that. Are, are, do they play the New England game and the Cincinnati uh, Ravens game this week and move all the rest of the games to next week and have, like, New England, who may be out of the playoffs if they lose, you know, given a bye week because they don't really need to play. Or you, you do a makeup. Uh, this random game between the Patriots and the Ravens. Give it two times. You know, what What does it matter if, you know, they get some extra game in? Um, but it's really just doing the Bills and Cincinnati game this week, moving the rest of the games to next week, um, and moving all the playoffs back, and then putting that Bills-Cincinnati game in that week 19 sort of sense. Man. Uh, that's, that's tough. Um, I mean, I feel like at this point you might as well just, you might as well just not play any games this week and then just have everything, have everything played next week. Cause it seems like if you try to like stagger it with this late in the season, somebody's going to get an upper hand. Like somebody's going to get an extra, you know, bye week. It's so, and I think the fairest way to go would be to just move everything back. A week, but I don't know if that's uh, going to be the case because of the NFL show must go on mentality. But I just don't know if you try to like stagger it any type of way, then somebody's going to get kind of shortchanged, and obviously you don't want that to, to happen this time of year because you know any little slight advantage is just I just don't like the idea of that. Like some team getting like the Chiefs getting you know a bye week at this time of the year essentially. So. I think that would be the fairest way, but is that going to happen? Probably not. And all I'll say is this. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody could agree with me. You know, I just take the L and to heck with home field advantage. We, yeah. we could just throw all that out the window. I would throw all of that out the window just to see DeMar Hamlin walk out of that hospital tomorrow. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that's kind of... I, I think anybody would no, say, screw... I'd take the third spot, third seed, and go with it. I'll, I, I'll face the Chargers or the Ravens. Yeah, really, I, I mean, honestly, point. at this I mean, point, all that matters is Hamlin's health, and if truly it's going to be that big of a deal to move everything around, just whatever. Yeah, like, just, that's, that's just what I'm call saying. it. Yeah. Just, I, I mean... Forget about it, because I think we'll rise up past that. I, I don't mean, think unless if they issue. go... The only last idea that I've really kind of came up with is that during COVID, you know, during the 2020 year, in case of a team could not go because of too many people having COVID, of course, the game would be forfeited and be decided on win percentage. Hmm. 
Now that would be in the sense that the Bills would win and the Bills would get to 13 and 3 and be tied with the Chiefs while, you know, this week for Cincy would still be a very important game against the Ravens. It, it is really hard to do this. I do not know what the NFL is going to do. I don't either. And this is going to be probably the most interesting thing that has probably ever happened in the NFL, not in the sense of a game, but in the sense of how they're going to work through this and just how are they going to make this fair? How are they going to make sure everybody's okay? How are they going to make sure everybody can keep playing after this? Yeah. You know, that that is now the main concern of the NFL. It's all resting on Roger Goodell's shoulders, and hopefully, he makes a good decision. I mean, I would does. take I would take the unfair on our end if it meant settling everything. I really don't care at this. You know what I mean? Like, I care, but at the same time, it's like you don't. I don't because, because it's all, like all, all I, of it got thrown away yeah. after you saw it. Everything right. just went to waste. Yeah, you know, so. home field playoffs. Nah, after cares? after this injury, I I could care less about playing. All right, we'll have one home game in the wild card round. That's all. I'm I'm fine with that. You know what I mean. We have our division, so right. that's it. Or or maybe even the conference. Maybe you know if if we're not playing Kansas City, that would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so know. all oh, right, geez. we're gonna yeah we're we're gonna take a break and take a little minute to regroup, and then we're gonna go on to the Sabers uh, because they've been on a tear lately. Even though they did have one little hiccup that I will will talk about a lot. Uh, because I am the Sabres downer. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Keep listening to the Blitz on 91.3 FM after this. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY. I am still your host, Double D, and I'm joined by Joe Kelly and Terrence Saunders. And the Sabres have actually done well for once. Oh, my God. Yay. The world is turning upside down. I, I don't know how it's happened. I don't know what, what, what they put in Tage Thompson's water, but whatever they put in there, it's working. You know, I, I, I may be known as the negative Nelly on this show for... You know, going at the Sabres so many times. And, man, I've been just so, so impressed. Um, I mean, the win over the Red Wings, 6-3. to three. The win over the Bruins. The Boston freaking Bruins. A team they've only won once and I think, the last, I don't know, maybe... Four or five years. Yeah, the best team in the NHL. Yeah, the best team in the NHL. Then you had the little hiccup. I I, I said there was a little hiccup. <laughs> Can never win in Ottawa, though. Kind of expect. With Craig Anderson in net, what happened? What, what happened? What? No. <laughs> 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 um, and, and then you had last night with the crazy Tage Thompson hat trick to beat the Capitals 5-4. to four. I mean, I, I'll, I'll let you two go on. Your your positive side of all the bill or bills savers stuff that happened in just these four games. Honestly, I, Tanner, I got one thing to say, and then then yep. you you can go ham. All right, <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a lot because I've spoken quite a bit today. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a lot to Tanner here on this one, but 
dirty Tage Thompson on that assist to Tuck where he spun around. Oh, oh my oh. God. I could not believe what I was watching. I, I legitimately, I literally went, oh! I, like, <laughs> when I watched it, I could not believe it. It was the smoothest, dirtiest, bamboozling thing I've ever seen. I'm going to be honest with you. And Tuck was right. Like, they, they're cooking on all cylinders. Like, Russell Wilson should have been at Empower Field against the Chiefs. Um, recent, or that was at Arrowhead. Never mind. But, uh, no, they're they're really burning on all cylinders. If you if you had picked the game against the Bruins, I mean, Dan, I know you would have said an absolute loss that wouldn't they wouldn't have won that game. But, uh, oh, I did not. I I mean, honestly, oh. a hopeless hopeless optimistic in me wanted to say yes, but I would probably say no. You know, pressed down by societal norms and all that. You know, so I don't know. It's just it's 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 really cool to see them actually after that slump, right? We were trashing them for for like a month in November. I was so happy. Yeah, Dan was like, "My, it's like those old playoff pic or playoff pictures are coming together." Commercials they used to play in like 2015, (laughs) but uh, it was just like, it's so cool to see them actually getting hot and going on a run and doing what they should be doing to be labeled that elite offense that they that they are truly are right. I it's UPL. Holy cow, what a career saver season he's having. You know, like this guy, this guy's actually turning out now. And maybe it's the developmental coach in Granado doing a lot of it. You know what I mean? Like that that's kind of what I see. But is he the coach right now? Absolutely. Will he be when the Sabres are a contender in a lot, in years? I don't think so. I agree with you on that, Dan, but we'll leave that for another day. Tanner, what you got? Oh man, I'm just thoroughly impressed i mean couldn't be happier i i've said it you know a handful of times now but could you imagine if this team didn't go on an eight game losing streak i mean what we're seeing is remarkable right now i mean they're starting they're starting to beat good teams and if not you know beat at least hang with i mean you look at their past 10 games you beat the defending champion colorado avalanche you defeated the vegas golden knights granted they were shorthanded they didn't have eichel but still you play who's in front of you and they did that and they beat them and then you go into boston a team that has historically owned you and you go in there and knock them off they're the best team in the nhl they hadn't had i believe at least a regulation home loss all season up to that point so very good home team we beat them and then last night again you know, the Capitals against one of the best players in NHL history, you could say, Ovi, Ovechkin, you know, he got, he got two little cheap ones. I was, uh, I wasn't happy about that because they had mentioned on the broadcast that he had never scored on Lukanen and I thought Lukanen was going to keep it up, but you can't, you can't get them all, especially against a, a sniper that talented, but that game last night, that was magical. And, you know, we spent the lion's share of the show talking about DeMar Hamlin, you know, they were all playing with him on their mind. And I just want to, say for the record at like 7 p.m. yesterday before puck drop I put in the blitz group chat could you imagine if somebody on the Sabres scored a hat trick tonight and who else but the man the myth the legend the unicorn TNT Tage Nathaniel Thompson I mean it was borderline spooky because it's January 3rd third you know day of January third day of the year Page with exactly three minutes left in overtime, scores his third goal of the game, his third hat trick of the season. It's just, it was poetic, just, and borderline spooky how that worked out. But that was just an incredible win given what, you know, they had just witnessed 
the night prior to go out there and do that for, you know, another member of the community that it's just, it was amazing. I mean, these two games against Boston and against Washington were my two favorite Sabres games I've ever watched, bar none, even the ones or the one that I saw in person against the Rangers. I mean, that was just incredible. And my dad was down here too, watching with me, Tage Thompson's go ahead or the winner in overtime against Washington. And it was just, it was amazing, man. And Paige Thompson, you got to give obviously credit to him. What a what a player! I mean, the development arc that he has seen since you know coming to Buffalo, you know, scoring the the thirty goals last season, and then just continuing to add on it. I mean, that guy, he fantastic, is something else. Yep. I mean, I don't know. My uh, knowledge of NHL history is not up there with the rest of the uh, the professional sports, but has there ever been anything like this in the NHL? I mean, a guy just, you know, just developing at an exponential rate. I mean, he has gotten exponentially better even since the time that I started, you know, following hockey. Not to say he was bad last year, but he has just taken another leap this year and has put himself squarely in the conversation for one of the best offensive players in the NHL. I mean, he trails now only, you know, the best player in the league, Connor McDavid, for goals. He's up there in points, you know. And, you know, if you would have asked Sabres fans last year, they might have, you know, said just just for the heck of it, that, oh, yeah, we'd rather have Tage Thompson for Jack – or we'd rather have Tage Thompson over Jack Eichel. But now there's a, leg- a legitimate conversation to be had there, I thought. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean – Two things. Tage Thompson's new name for me is Tank Thompson because the dude's absolutely a tank. He's just bulldozing through the the competition, and also he's a Hart Trophy candidate in my name, in my, in, in my my opinion. The way he's been performing this year, he's definitely in the conversation, if not one of the top few. Especially if they get and sneak in the wild card, which I mean is that, a very good possibility right now. Dan. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm looking at it right now uh, in the wild card because the Sabers. I, I think we can all agree, do not have a chance to catching the top three, which is Boston, who's at 62 points nah. through 37 games. Uh, Toronto, who's at 53 through 38 games. And Tampa Bay's, who who's at 49 through 36, the exact same as the Sabres. Um, really, it is the wild card that the Sabres are going to be looking to sneak in, and they got only three teams ahead of them right now. And that will be... The Pittsburgh Penguins, who kind of got robbed yesterday in the Winter Classic, which was fun to see. Uh, but they're only at 44 points, and the Sabres have a game in hand um, with them at with the Sabres at 40. So the best they can do with the game in hand is 42. So that only means two points away from Pittsburgh. Uh, the Islanders have 46 points. Uh, they are the last wild card spot they've played 39 games though so that means the sabers have three games on them and that means if they win all three games in hand they are tied with the islanders at least in some sense um you know will that mean that the islanders fall out if pittsburgh wins uh two games yes (laughs) so that means pittsburgh would be the really the one to beat right now and then the last one who's at the top of the wild card is Washington, who we beat last night, um, who's at 48 points uh, through 40 games played, which means that the Sabres have four games on them, uh, which means also if they win all four games, they're tied with the 
Washington Capitals, which is crazy to think about because we've never had a Sabre team in like 10 years that's actually been competing. It's crazy. It's amazing. I'm having fun. I don't care how negative I am. Like, I, I've said this multiple times. If the Sabres do well and prove me wrong, I will have no problems with it. Um, but there's always a but. And I, but. But I, I think we can all agree that the Sabres have no defense. I, I, think, I think the only thing saving them is their high-powered offense. Really, that and Darwin and Power... And even somewhat Samuelson. Samuelson has been a huge key player for the Sabres team. I mean, with Samuelson out, they went on that huge losing streak, the eight-game losing streak. Um, And when Samuelson comes back in, it's been like the world has never been shook more violently ever. Um, But really, I, I think this is now Adam's time to shine. It's really at this point saying... Do we really need a yeah, Vinny Yeah, just put Hayes the elbow up on the counter. Got real with it Got real, real fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we need Vinny Hidestroza? Do we need no. Rasmus Asplin? Do we need some of these guys who are just sitting on our bench for no possible reasons just to be rotation players? No. Um, you know, I know we've had the connection to Jacob Chickering in Arizona. I believe that's how you say his last name. If, if it's not, well... Too bad. Uh, but, I I mean, the Sabres need another top four defenseman. It's crazy to still think about that the Sabres need defensemen when, like, a year or two ago, the Sabres had too many defensemen. And now you're like, okay, we kind of oversold on the defenseman thing. Can we just, like, work back and get a defenseman back? Um but it, it really comes down to Adams. Can he work out a trade for a defenseman? You know, I know Harrington's a huge hockey guy, and he would tell me, well, there's not really a trade market Did right someone, now. Someone went on to waivers. Um, uh, yes, I talked I, about I it this morning. I don't know who it is. We He went through waivers. Um, but um, he has a huge cap hit, which is his big problem. He has, like, yeah. Five million cap. Luckily, the Sabres have twenty million in space. Right? Yeah, there's only four <laughs> teams that would be able to pick him up, and the Sabres are one of them. I'm trying to find his. Here it is, Jakub Verana. 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 Let me. Let's see. It's V R A N A. Yeah, Verana. Verana. Yeah, Verana. Whatever. Close Jakub. Jakub. <laughs> Jakub. Jakub Verana clears <laughs> waivers. Yeah, honestly. I feel like we're going to have to pay a lot of people, and I feel like taking that big of a cap hit probably is not. Well, it's probably a one-year thing. I... Let's take a look at his stats, shall we? I mean. Uh, he used to be a Detroit Red Wing. Blech. Blech. Uh, let's see. Stats We and own news. them this season. NHL. We don't like them. Uh, let's see. In Okay. He's a left winger, so okay. he's not even a defenseman. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> uh, he's only played two games. Never mind. And one goal, one assist, two points in five shots. In two games? In two games. Yeah. I mean, it's not horrible. For, stat, for what, two, two games. games. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is only 26, so it, he is on yet the younger side. Um, I, I mean, I think it's only fair to look at his career numbers. 
um, just because Taking two games isn't stat. really enough. Um, but like in 2021 to 22, he only played 26 games, but he got 13 goals, six assists, and that was on 65 shots. Um, really, his his uh, best years were with Washington in 2018 and 2019, where he played all 82 games, 24 goals, 23 assists. That means 47 points on 161 shots. So, um, probably not a guy the Sabers should sign. Wrong. Um, eh, eh, <laughs> um, Forget but, that one. Yeah, we we all thought he was a defenseman. Nope. You and I did, Tanner. I don't. I, Tanner, Tanner, I, did, I don't. I don't. Know. I think Tanner's just listening to us and saying, "Yeah, that sounds about right." <laughs> hey, uh, you know what? Let me let me tell you something though. <laughs> Not even related to that. Somebody, I'll tell you someone else. Joe, you briefly mentioned his name, but somebody that I inexplicably forgot to heap praise on, other than Paige Thompson, Lukanen, man, Lukanen has been playing out of his mind these yeah. last ten games or so. He has been ridiculous. The numbers on the season. You know, don't exactly show that because he got off to a really slow start, I thought. I mean, he's up to an 8.92 save percentage, 3.47 goals against average, which is not particularly great. But then you look at the last eight games. In the last eight games that Lukanen has played, we're 7-1. and one. He's got a 9.11 save percentage and a three goals against average. So he has been just out of his mind. And you could make the argument that he's single-handedly won us you know, some of those aforementioned seven games that I was talking about that we've won ever since he's been in goal in the last eight games. I mean, you could say that he single-handedly won us the Vegas game and just yeah. being able to keep us in games. And, you know, he's made some really tremendous saves these past, you know, eight, ten games or so. He has been out of his mind. And that makes things interesting because Eric Comrie, you know, recently just got sent down to Rochester for a conditioning assignment. So he's nearing his return. So, you know, Kevin Adams is going to have a uh, – well, Adams and Granada are going to have a decision to make, you know, do you go with three goalies, Anderson, Comrie, UPL? Because at this point, I don't think you send Lukanen back down to Rochester. I personally think you ride the hot goalie, and I'd like to see more of Lukanen rolling forward. But it's, it's made it interesting with how good he's played, you know, in the absence of Comrie. Yeah, absolutely. And uh we got we'll, we'll we'll talk more on that in a minute, but before we do, we have a quick sponsor uh from Legal ID. Legal ID. <laughs> You've been listening to Blitz on 91.3 FM WBLY Buffalo. Buffalo's original alternative since 1982 brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Man activity fee. Yeah, something along those lines. We I talk. think they roll with three goalies, Tanner. I like that. I think they keep uh, Lukanen, number one, Comrie, yeah. two, and Anderson, a third. I, I, I mean, the only problem is with the three goalie Take Henestrosa down. That's all you have to do. Well, well, not only that, but it, it's really who who carries three goalies anymore? I, I think, I, honestly, they're car- they would carry it for Craig Anderson being more of the team guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like the, the developmental coach for the goalies. But don't you think that Harris Schroeser will get mad that he's being sent down when he's like... He hasn't been playing great. What do you expect at that point? You know what I mean? Asplund, I, I'd rather I, I keep up. I would almost up. say you put down... Um, I'd rather keep Asplund up than him. Uh, I'm trying to... Well, yeah, Asplund, I think, definitely is your defenseman offensive uh, or your... Defensive, offensive guy. Yeah, offensive that defenseman. Yeah, that either way. <laughs> um, but 
um, he's definitely one. I I don't know how it would work though. I mean, not only with sending somebody down, but also with you know just making the rotation work. And how much space do they got on the bench? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you only dress two goalies really. And that's your starter and your backup. Well, maybe Anderson would then retire, quote unquote. I don't know if he wants to retire. That's you retire point. and hire him as a as a coach, as a goalie coach. I don't know if he wants to <laughs> be a coach. He's Forty one. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's still Anderson doing well. Still play. Yeah, that's the problem. Is yeah. still I mean, the 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 only argument that you have with <laughs> Craig Anderson is that he does really well, but he can't play enough. You know, he, he's great when he's in between the posts, but he just can't do it on a regular basis. He has to take a long break. Oh, I know who we send down if we send down anybody. Who? Oh. Fitzgerald. He's been scratched the last couple about of Olufsen? games. Hmm? Olufsen? No. I would rather see Middlestat go down first. And yes, I know Middlestat. Middlestat's had... actually been producing the no, past couple not. months. No, he is not. Last night, he was the causer. Oh, one one game. He he was a cause of a Washington goal. And he was a cause of the Saber goal. He okay. equaled himself out. But, it does not. But, it does not but, count. He did not do well. All right, listen. Just listen. We About know when we get Middlestat two goal game the other night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you laughed. Yeah. You <laughs> Maniacally laughed. Yeah. Um, one I... two goal game, Tanner. I think personally, middle stat stays up. I I, I don't think Olsen stays up. I'm going to be honest with you. I think you're crazy. He hasn't really he hasn't really done anything. If, if the Sabers are trying to trade Olsen, if they are, which could definitely be a possibility, they're not sending him down. He'll be picked up of, off of waivers by. He's basically right away. invisible. You don't even see him out there. He's the Invisible Man. Shout out Invisible Man. I mean, it's <laughs> just at that point, like. He only scores open netters, pretty much. That, that's all he. That's, that's all he fine hits. with me. And I don't know. It's just he's your slap middle shot stat, again. Has had a couple. Guy. Like we we know how this is going to go. Every time middle stat is a good game, Granado adds ten games to his his season for the rest of the year. You know what I mean? And it, it carries over into next season too. Every time middle stat does a good thing, he gets a free ten games. All right, like that's he gets just a free ten games. That's way too many. Games. Yeah, and then he'll do something good on the next tenth game and get ten more. That's just what happens with middle stat, right? So, so what if he does something good the second game? Does that like it elongates? Have... It goes twenty games then. Oh what? No, that, this is not... it's simple math, Dan. No, yeah. this is not how this is working. <laughs> <laughs> he does not get 10 on 10. Yeah, he does. No, he does not. Tanner, what do you think? Um, Granado likes him. So. Yeah, I like him too. I'm a middle stat homer for obvious reasons. I know. You know I love your memes yeah. that I make. Middle oh, stat yeah. mode. You always post it in the... Middle stat mode. <laughs> middle stat mode is always activated. Oh, my gosh. See, that's, that's my guy. You, you could use that... Two ways when they're bombing, yeah, or they're doing really well because he's like that too. He'll have a two goal game and then he'll give a goal he'll to another off, team. Right, so it's yeah. just like we, you've got a meme that's universal use and you've broken the code. So middle stonk, middle stonk. <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. It's just it's interesting. I would like to see three goalies be carried. I really would. We send Jeff Skinner down. <laughs> no, what are you, Ralph? We Kruger? pull Ralph Kruger. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, Ralph Kruger. I. That I don't know. Again. I truthfully, I just want to. I want to get your guys' opinion on something real fast with the Sabers. 
we're seeing all this great play right now, right? Mm -hmm. Granado's developmental side of his coaching is clearly helping, right? As opposed to other coaches we've had. I know we've talked about this, but now looking at it where we are in that wild card position and could possibly start building our team to make it to the playoffs, right? If they continue to play like this, like in the coming seasons, is Granado still that guy after two seasons when his contract's up? Like, because he's a developmental coach, right? But can he do it when the team's already championship caliber? Can he continue the way he's continuing now? Because... Right I, now, I mean, it really depends. I, yeah, I mean, like right now though, he's it's it's all development, right? Like right. he's bringing I, all these players up and getting them ready to go. Exactly. I it really is a different. It's a different ball game when you start getting right. a championship and caliber. Especially team. if you think that if Adams brings in older guys, you know, that have playoff experience, right? Because not this team does not. Say have. God forbid, Sidney Crosby ends up on the the Sabers somehow. Oh my God, right? I'm 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 leaving the Sabers organization. But a guy like that. <laughs> And a developmental coach are not going to really, I don't think, mix together. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah, no. Tanner, what do you think? I mean, I just like to see how this group, should they make the postseason, see how they perform before I yeah. make any indictment on Don Granado's future. I mean, if he, if say we make the playoffs like the next next two out of three years or the next three years, and you know we fall short every year, then maybe you consider making a change because at that point that's just the definition of insanity trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results but you know if we see that steady improvement like maybe this year they're a wild card but next year they take it a step further and then the year after they're in the stanley cup final then i think it's uh, safe to say that you have your guy but i just think we need to see them in the postseason and see how they perform before you know we make any snap judgments right now about whether granado's the guy absolutely i like that I think I think we'll get a glimpse of that this year. I'm going to be honest with you. Now, the last thing I want to bring up about the Sabers is when is Dylan Cousins getting a contract, and how mu- how many years, and as you know, an estimate, how much will it be? This off season, I would say, I think they're going to sign a couple guys. Darlene is going to need to be resigned, not this off season, but in, you know what I mean. The coming right, seasons, yeah, yeah. the next two, we'll go next three seasons. What they're going to have to do, right? Dylan Cousins, I'm going to answer your question right away, gets a contract this coming season. And I would say Tage got $7 million, right? Or $5 million for seven years. Uh, I believe it's 7.5. mil for five years? I think it's more than five years. Uh, Tanner, do you know? Seven years. Yeah. I think it's seven year 50 something. 50 million for seven years? Uh, let's see, seven years, 50 million. Okay, Correct. so 50 million for seven years, but he scored 40 goals last year, right? So. Cousins has shown greatness, right, this season, that the kid line, or as I like to call them, the lost boys line, because um, they, they we don't want them to grow up, you know? Right. So I think it's better. The kid line just sounds so stupid, but anyway. It does. Um, they've kind of fallen off a little bit, right? They were hot for a while. They're kind of stalling a little bit, which is, you kind of expect that. They're, very, they're our age, you know what I mean? Like They're, they're young, and they got to develop into the game more and more. But I think... I don't money wise. I think Owen Powers get nine hundred k, right? I think that's satisfactory for him. Cousins though is kind of it's tough for me to put a number on it right now. What do, what would you Tanner? What would you say for Cousins' contract number wise? Um, um, let me see here. I'm just trying to pull up his stats real quick. If I can spell his name correctly. <laughs> All right. He's working um, all the math in his head. He's, he's crunching the numbers. This. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we're not even halfway through this season, and he's already, you know, at the numbers that he finished with the entirety of last season. He had 13 goals last year, 12 this year. 25 assists last year, 23 this year. 38 points last year, 35 this year. So, you know, he might finish with double that. We're talking maybe like 26 goals, maybe 50 assists, 75 points. So that's that's probably going to be in the ballpark of Tage, if not you know, a little higher because he's younger than Tate Thompson and maybe you could say has a, a higher ceiling. So, although I wouldn't say that, but some <laughs> people might. I know Harrington thinks that in a couple of years he's going to be our best player. So we might be talking seven and a half, maybe even, you know, $8 million over, you know, that same time span, you know, seven years or so, which I would be all for. If we could pay Dylan Cousins yesterday, I would do it because he's just been tremendous all season for us. I mean, you could make the argument. We talk about that Bruins game. You could make the argument he single-handedly, you know, won us that game. Not only did he will us back into that game with with his goal, the tremendous, the off-the-wall pass by Darlene to Tuck, and then he drops it for Cousins, he scores, and then he forces the turnover on on Patrice Bergeron, of all people, and sets up, <laughs> yeah. Tuck, for, sets up Tuck for the game winner. I mean, like, you could... I mean, he pretty much single-handedly, you know, got us back into that game and won it. So I, I'm all for paying Dylan Cousins, whatever it takes. Roll out the Brinks truck. If it takes eight mil a year, I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, honestly, in my mind, I think he's only going to get probably, I would say, a three- or four-year contract, kind of what they did with Darlene. They only gave, gave Darlene, like, a two- or three um and I think yeah. he gets probably about four million a year, maybe a little less than that. I, you know, just in the sense that, uh, you know, he he's not as explosive as Tage. You know, it's not like he's scoring thirty goals um, already. You know, it, it's not like his numbers are bad. I'm not saying that, but I I think he may need what we all thought Thompson needed which is that extra year to prove himself just to like make sure in solid stone he can keep producing like that. Um, you know, maybe we, we went a player too soon with that idea, but I, I definitely think Cousins is in the works um, because he is your number two center for at least, I, I think, a good chunk of his career. Uh, you know, granted, if he ever does really well and gets paid boatloads of money by Arizona to go play in a college stadium. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, risky, man. That wait and see. That's, oh, that's risky. Could you imagine if Kevin Adams took my advice? I was, when the contract, the news of Tejas contract first broke, I was thinking, like, man, it's always risky to pay a player in a contract year after having one good season. But, boy, could you imagine if we had waited to after this season to pay Tage Thompson? That price would have gone through the roof. So, Dan, you got to give Kevin Adams his flowers. I know that's something you're hesitant to do at times, but you got to give him his flowers for the, the Tage Thompson extension. That was a master class re-signing right there, getting him when he did, because that price tag would have just freaking shot through the roof had no, he waited right. till the end of this season. You're right. Um with that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some NFL news, uh, Week 17, and then we'll do our game picks for the Week 18 that's happening to our knowledge. Uh, keep listening to 91.3 FM for the Blitz. 
Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM. I'm do- still Double D, and I'm still joined by Joseph Kelly and Tanner Saunders. And we're going to go over week 18, or week 18, sorry, week 17. And then we're going to get into our week 18 picks. Um, really, the main news about week 18 right now is that Tom Palosero tweeted out that the ravens Bengals game will be at 1 p.m. And before everything with DeMar Hamlin and the game being suspended. Oh, boy. If the Bengals were um, were given or were going to lose if they lost, it was going to be at 4.30. But now they're sch- if they won, it was going to be scheduled at 1. So I, I don't know if that's a, a preview into what they're deciding. If that's, you know, what I, but it could just be, screw it, we're putting it at one, whatever. Um, well, now, sorry to say this, there's more, there's more reports of pushing all the games back on Twitter that, that, that is going to happen. So not saying it's going to happen, but that seems to be more and more likely the more, the longer it goes into it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> right. There's also other people are coming out saying that, you know, maybe it's not it, maybe the NFL has indicated that this game is not for the division and that they're going to give the Bengals the win just because they had the lead when the game was suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what it looks like right now with uh, Tom Pelissero also tweeting out that everything is set the way it is, you know. And they're going to move forward with it, at least for right now. But let's talk about last week. Why not? Because we didn't get to talk and make picks about these games. And I'm just going to gloss over them, uh, really the important ones. The Cowboys almost lost to Josh Dobbs (laughs) until the second half. (laughs) Uh, Tua is a good quarterback, and when he's out, the Dolphins lose a lot. Uh, because you lost to Matt Patricia. <laughs> oh my God, the laugh, the maniacal laugh. Um, to Tanner, Gardner Minshew <laughs> did not grant the Eagles a first round bye, which may cause Jalen Hurts to come back from injury and play Week 18. Woohoo! If that happens, I love Jalen Hurts. I missed you, buddy, on my fantasy team. Uh, and then, really, I I think the biggest news of them all. The Giants beat the Colts to clinch a playoff spot for the first time since the boat pick. 2016, right? 2016. With first-year coach Brian Dayball. Coach of the year um, opportunity for him. Oh, he's coach of the year. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that he's coach of the year. He's outcoached many great coaches of the NFC. With, With a garbage crew. Wide receiver core. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isaiah Hodgins has come in there and made a huge difference, but I still wish we had him. I do too. But honestly, he's look at him look at his career taking off over there. So I'm 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 happy for him. But Dable is a look at Daniel Jones. Oh, he looks so good. Oh my gosh. Like that's that might be And the, people still say he sucks. No, that's your starting quarterback next season, Daniel Jones. You're not getting rid of him. He's rushing for touchdowns. He basically puts the team on his back a lot of the time and rushes. When he has some good receivers, he makes some good throws. He threw a dart to Hodgins just quick, and the slant route, like double coverage, threaded the needle between two um, Colts guys. 
holy cow. I was like, where did that come from? Dable's a, Dable's a magician. He did the same thing with Josh Allen. You know, that all that raw talent that he forged into skill. And I think the same thing's happening with Daniel Jones. Coach of the year, Brian Dable. Absolutely. Tanner, thoughts about that game? Um, I would agree with that. I, I go dates for coach of the year. I've always been a big Danny Dimes guy, but it's nice to see him just like for the memes. But now it's actually cool to see him like put it all together, even with having this ragtag group of, you know, wide receivers, they're doing the darn thing. It's nice to see. And, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he, uh, Boy, he got in some hot water, didn't he? He just made a comment today. He said, I don't even know who Jeff Saturday is. So if I don't know who it is that's criticizing me, I don't really care nothing about it. I mean, <laughs> I personally didn't have a problem with that, with what he did. I mean, maybe it was a little bit excessive because he was there for like 10 seconds doing Snow Angels. He could have done yeah. it for like three seconds and gotten the point across. But how many times when you see a defensive player get a sack is the first thing they do and get up and check and see if the quarterback's okay? Nobody does that. I mean, <laughs> You're, the first thing you're going to do is celebrate because you just made you know a tremendous individual play, and that's exactly what he did. So, Kayvon Thibodeau, if nobody else is in your corner, I'm in your corner. And, and he says that he's a savage and he gets paid to hit quarterbacks. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's in the job description, you know, Jeff Saturday. If you don't like defensive ends, then you can trade them off your team, which is only for one more game. Um, the Buccaneers, Tom Brady escapes the clenches of having uh, no playoffs. Mm-hmm. He, he barely makes it in with a he, win over the Panthers 30-24. to Kind of looked like old Tom Brady again, throwing those big right? touchdown passes to Mike Evans. Mike Evans, my God, what a game for him. Yeah, did nothing for any of my fantasy teams all year. And then, <laughs> and then finally gets yeah. 48 points oh my God. in one game. Mm-hmm. First wide receiver in NFL history with nine straight years of 1,000-plus yards to open up his career. I mean, that's... That's incredible. Yeah, he's he's a great wide receiver. He's big, physical, fast, like the whole package that you want. He's not gonna get he's like a tight end size, but he's fast. You know what I mean? Like it's it's crazy. And I I, I called this. That's all I'm gonna say. I called it. I think the Bucks here, <laughs> I mean they looked like the Bucks. I mean the Panthers have been killing teams with their run game and they they won. At the end of the day, a win is ugly, but it's still a win, right? Right. They they shut that down and made Sam Darnold make some throws, and look at what happened. No offense to Sam Darnold. I mean, he, he had a good game either way. He really had a good yeah, run. Yeah, so I don't know. It's like this is the classic Tom Brady. He gets into a wild card spot, wins out, and goes to the Super Bowl. I mean, like this is just – if that happens, if that happens, I, I will not <laughs> – oh, my God. Imagine Bill's Bucks Super Bowl. Jeez. Alan Brady. Oh, my gosh. We, I think we have a better team than them, personally, now looking at it. But when you, when Mike Evans actually catches the ball when you throw it to him for 70 yards, it's right, kind yeah. of dangerous. So um, they looked like last year at this, at this point in the right. season, I would say, which is kind of interesting because all season they've been struggling to really get anything off the ground. So um, it's cool. Cool to see, honestly. So The Chiefs also escape the oh. cause of defeat against the Denver Broncos. Uh, with Russell Wilson throwing now more touchdown passes than his house has bathrooms. I'm going to stop clowning on Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, I really am because now his teammates have really come out and spoken against all the rumors and stuff like that and like how he is a team player and a leader. And Granted, he's cringy. He does that stupid thing where he stands out in the middle of the field with his arms out and spins around, right? Like cringe, cringe. 
enough to be more hated than Deshaun Watson? No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think so. So it's just like, I don't know. It's tough. I wanted the Chiefs to lose that game. They almost did. They've almost lost their past three games. Um, they're not hot going into the playoffs necessarily. They're kind of lucky. So it's different than they were last year. They were steaming going into the playoffs. So it'll be different. Can't wait to see it. Lions keep their playoff hopes alive with their 41-10 win over the Bears. Uh, the Browns basically end the Washington Commanders' uh, playoff hopes with a 24-10 win. While Commanders debuted a new mascot named Major Tutty the oh. pig. <laughs> I, I, I could not believe when I saw that. I was like, what? At halftime, and then you didn't score another touchdown. No tutties. Well, with, with Carson Wentz throwing three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Should be major pick. Yeah, major pick. <laughs> major pig. Uh, then the Jaguars, of course, didn't have to play this week because they played the Texans. Um, then the 49ers, barely the backup, the, the battle of backups turned into a battle of death. Uh, the 49ers barely killed the Raiders, 37-34, in the overtime field goal winner. Um, Good on Brock Purdy for keeping his head straight the whole yeah. time, though. Yeah, and I, I would even say that. Legendary uh, quarterback matchup in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary quarterback matchup between Jarrett Stidham and Brock Purdy. Like, when the NFL began this season, that was the matchup we were all looking forward to, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 Put that on prime time. Derek Carr will be a Raven <laughs> next year. Right. Uh, the Seahawks <laughs> and the Jets play also with their 23-6 to win. Thank Good. God. Robert Sala. We'll see those guys we'll again. We'll see those guys again. Yeah, no, you <laughs> <won't>. <laughs> yeah you'll <laughs> see us on TV at the Super Bowl, buddy. Yeah, Sit you'll back. be at home sitting on your couch again. Yeah. Uh, you'll be seeing them at the bar. <laughs> okay. And then the Packers have come back to life with four straight wins means that they still have a chance at the playoffs with their 41-17 to win over the Vikings. The Vikings are frauds. Yeah. They are frauds to the But they beat extent. us, so, I mean, it's tough to say, but I agree with you. We are, because then we would technically be frauds. Right. Yeah, for losing. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but... Then again, <laughs> they did come back against thirty three to nothing. You gotta give them that. Right, yeah. They've they do good things. It's just I don't think they're as playoff caliber as everyone thinks they are. No. I think that's what I would say. So they are fraudulent. The fraudulence is in the air for sure in, in Minnesota. And then the last <laughs> huge game that had any influence on any of the standings was the Steelers. Barely. Just just barely get a win over the Baltimore Ravens, 16-13. to 13, And that came with a, in the last minute, with a Najee Harris reception touchdown. How much I hate you, Najee Harris. You have screwed me oh, in I fantasy football for two straight years. Um, because he robbed me out of money last year. We, we were in the third place game, and his last minute touchdown put the guy who we were facing over the edge by like point two or something. It was horrible. And then uh this year um I'm in the it's two weeks for playoffs. It's weird. I gotta play this uh last week and week eighteen. So Najee Air's last minute touchdown also did not help even though I'm winning in a sense, but I only have a twenty four point lead going into this week, which I'm not happy about. 
All righty. Let's, let's move into picks. Why not? We got to go rapid fire. No, we don't. We got, we got 12 minutes, right? No, 22 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're, we're fine, Joe. Don't, don't rush me. Don't rush me. Everything's okay. See, I had to make sure I, I, <laughs> I got the music on. I, I can't not have the music on. All right. Let's go over these week 18, probably somewhat pointless games in some sense. Yeah, like Peterman starting for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. But the first game I got on my list here is the Chiefs at the Raiders. Oh, I think the Chiefs lose this game. I think the Raiders win. I'm going. I'm going ham on that one. I, I think the Chiefs have gotten very lucky in the past couple of weeks, almost losing to the Texans, arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL record-wise. And I, I think they they aren't cooking. They aren't putting it together. And I think the the Raiders win this game in a shootout. I think it's going to be close, but I think they pull through. Tanner, there's there's absolutely no shot that Jared Stidham goes into Arrowhead and knocks off Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. <laughs> But despite that, Joe, I'm with you. I'm taking the Raiders in this game. I mean, he just went up against one of the better, if not the best, pass defenses or defenses, period, in the NFL in San Francisco. And he put a show on. He had over 300 passing yards, three touchdowns. When you got Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs on your team, anything is possible. So give me the Raiders. He's also got another week of uh, the backup luck to go off of, like uh, Bailey Zapp did earlier this season. So. Bailey Zapp. <laughs> Bailey Zapp. Uh I, I'm taking the Chiefs. How can I not take the Chiefs? If they're going to play their starters, that's how it's going to go. And they still want to play their starters for that that bye week. So I, I think they just get a win because they're Patrick Mahomes, Jarek McKinney is the first running back to have five reception touchdowns in five games. Mm-hmm. Dude's freaking amazing for my fantasy team, even though I keep benching him. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Next game is also in the same division, but it's the Chargers versus the Broncos. Chargers. No no question. Chargers are hot at the right time. Herbert's cooking. He's back from that rib injury. It's fully healed. Um, his receivers are fully back. You got Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler is also having a season right now. He's going crazy. And Mike Evans, or not Mike Evans, Mike, Mike Williams. Williams. Mike Williams is looking very good as well. He made a great grab last week, just one-handed and got his both feet in. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, I, I'm taking the Chargers all the way. I love the Broncos. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Broncos country, let's ride all that. But I, I think the Chargers are really playing for something in the playoffs this year, so they're going in hot. Yeah, I'm also taking the Chargers. There's always that one team, you know, in December, January, where all the stars start to align, you know. They start just playing well. They get healthy at the right time. And that's what the Chargers are doing this year. And I think they could be they could be scary in the playoffs. So give me the Chargers to round out the regular season. There's no point for the Chargers starters to play. They've clinched. They can't move up. They can't move down. They can't go nowhere. They're stuck where they are. Where they are. I'm taking the Broncos on the feeling that Chase Daniels is going to get the start for the Chargers. And I think Russell can beat Chase Daniels any day of the week. You think they're sitting Herbert? Oh, I bet. Yeah. They, they have no reason to yeah, they can't risk move his up injury. Or down. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. Next game is the Browns at the Steelers. Um, This is tough. Deshaun? 
I think Kenny Pickett wins this game. Easy. Uh, I'm going... Uh, I almost said Denver Broncos. I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm also going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tanner, we're on the same wavelength better. today. Yeah, I know. They've been playing better as of late, and as we know, Mike Tomlin never had a losing season at the helm, and any chance I get to pick against the creep, you best believe I'm doing it. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Deshaun gets no happy ending to end the season. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, I'm taking the Steelers here. I, I just think that they have playoffs on the mind. They they want to find a way. They want to put themselves in the best position or at least have Tomlin to keep his record going of uh, how many straight seasons is it? Like 16? Yeah, his whole career, I want to yeah, say. It's yeah, like, it's amazing. Now, we're going to move on to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens are at Cincy. Okay. I'm going to go with the Bengals. There's no question. (laughs) Especially, is Lamar playing? Is he coming back at all? Uh, He did not practice today. Okay, so Cincinnati, easy if they play this game. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I'd love to pick Baltimore, and maybe they'd have a fighting chance if uh, Lamar Jackson was healthy and playing, but I just Tyler Huntley hasn't exactly come in there and set the world to fire. So I got to go Cincinnati, <laughs> even you know if they might be uh, a little shaken up still by the events that transpired on Monday night. They're just the more talented team at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Cincinnati. I I think they are way better than Baltimore in every sense of the football uh, football field. Offense, defense, special teams, even the coaches. I, I mean, the, at least their coaches know where their quarterback is. Jim Harbaugh is, like, searching like it's where's Waldo. <laughs> My God. His brother's going to come in and <laughs> oh, set him afire. Uh, but, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals to win this game. Next game is the Colt, or sorry, excuse me, the Houston Texans at the Indianapolis Colts. All right, I'm taking the Texans in this one. I think Jeff Saturday loses another one. He's only won one game since entering the league, and his last record as a high school football coach, his last game was a loss. So I think this is a loss as well. <laughs> hey, so I, uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Joe, except I have a feeling with how Jim Irsay operates, this is not going to be Jeff Saturday's last game as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> Should it be? There's a, that's a debate to be had, but I don't think that's how uh, – Thursday is doing this whole thing, but give me the Houston Texans. This is like the tank off right here. I believe the Texans have already secured the number one overall pick, so I think they'll do their division rivals a solid here and boost their draft stock. Give me Houston. Yeah, I, I really think Houston will win, and I don't think they actually have clinched the first uh, the seed or the the first overall draft pick. Just in the sense, if I believe they win and. The Bears lose, I believe, because Houston has the tie. They get the second, and the Bears get the first. But I don't think it would matter on who they pick. But uh, I'm going to take Houston to win this one, too. Uh, I I don't see Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger. If Nick Foles decides to play through the pain, um, I, I don't see any of them winning. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Uh, next game is the 
Oh, why not? Miami Dol- or New York Jets at Miami Dolphins. Dolphins. Ah, I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna redo that. I think the Dolphins stall another week. I think the Jets take them out of playoff contention. <laughs> I'd love it. I would love it. Please, <laughs> Joe, I'm right there with you. Yes. Once again, give me the New York Jets. I mean, it's unlikely that Tua Tungavailoa is going to play for good reason. He shouldn't. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater is dealing with a pinky injury, so we might be in line to see some Skylar Thompson. And reinforcement to the fact that we might see Skylar Thompson is the fact that they brought Mike Glennon uh, in nice. on the practice squad. So they're shorthanded at quarterback right now. I got to take the Jets just based off of that. You, you took Joe's uh I was like getting all back. excited to say Mike Glennon. And then, Mike Giraffe Neck Glennon. Is he, you think he'll play first, Tanner, or you think they put out the rookie first? I, I mean, I'm hard-pressed to believe you bring in a guy Wednesday and he's going to be able to start Sunday. I mean, we saw what Baker Mayfield did with the, <laughs> with the Rams, but I just think based off of familiarity that you go Skylar Thompson, and then if he just bombs or gets injured, then you go to Glennon. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Jets for sure win this game. I, I don't see any possibility that Miami, unless if they get five interceptions and three of them are returned for touchdowns, I know I'm speaking it into existence, but uh, that could happen with, you know, Mike White or Joe Flacco or if they decide to bring out uh, the crybaby, Zach Wilson. Uh, but, you know, I, I still think Jets win this game. No problem with their defense. Next game. I, I would argue one of the biggest games of the week because it is the Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence does it. They win. Jags win. Take the playoffs right there. Boom. Yeah, I mean you're going <laughs> up against you're going up against Joshua Dobbs. It's almost and no disrespect to Joshua Dobbs, like he's a smart guy by all accounts, but he's in his second career start. And you look at how hot the Jaguars have been to close the season. I just the King better Dan. Oh, he might oh, be winding up right now. Yeah, no. Oh, boy. The King is going to need the crown placed on his head like he's never had it placed before if the Titans want to get to the playoffs. But i got to go Jacksonville just because the quarterback situation is glaringly in favor of Jacksonville. Don't you dare be sour because the King is back for Week 18 of NFL football. He may have a five-game losing streak, but he didn't play last week. It doesn't matter. He didn't play. He was hurt. But it doesn't matter. It's okay. Don't be. Don't start crying. It's okay. Because he will beat and stop on whatever a Jaguar is. Kill the cat. Kill Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne has nothing on the king. And they will bow down and place the king crown right up on his head. Headphones are falling off of his head. This is something else. Tennessee Titans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that never gets old. That never gets old. That may be the last week of it, too. Oh, don't say that. It may. It may. It. Uh, I, I mean, I'm positive, but. You're going to have to pick someone else. <laughs> no. No. I don't want to. Uh, uh, let's, let's move on. I'm out of breath now. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 49ers. Brock Purdy does it again. Simple as that. 
Oh, yeah, there's no shot. I mean, Arizona's starting quarterback for this game is going to be David Blau. DeAndre Hopkins has already been ruled out, so got to go with the 49ers just on principle. But, hey, it's like Cooper Rush earlier in the season. Until I see Brock Purdy lose a game, I'm just going to go with the assumption that he is incapable of losing in the NFL. So give him the 49ers. Yeah, give me San Francisco. I won't even care if they're resting their starters. Man, If I, I won't be shocked if the San Francisco second team just kills the Arizona Cardinals. I, I, I won't be shocked after this game if Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. And rightfully so, he deserves to be fired. Next game, the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks. Rams, Baker Mayfield wins. I, I think Geno Smith had a good game against the Jets, the fraudulent Jets, last week. But I, I think they stall, and uh, I, I do believe I do believe they will lose. And I think Baker wins. Ah, uh, Joe, the rare disagreement. <laughs> I'm going to take Seattle in this one. i got to take the Seahawks, man. Geno, he's not writing back this week. It's okay, Tanner. I'll be on the same wavelength as you. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks with the MVP comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. I I really think Geno's got his mindset on stuff uh, on everything, and all they need is a little luck, and they're in the playoffs. And I I think they will beat the Rams, especially if the Rams sit Aaron or sit Aaron Donald again, and even if they want to rest Jalen Ramsey because they got no point of playing this game. The next game, the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Nate Peterman upset. I'm taking the Bears. The Bears. You, you're oh, taking man. Nathan Peterman? Excuse me? He'll throw five picks, that. but he'll throw eight touchdowns. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if that were to happen, that would be an NFL record. Obviously, the record is seven. Nick Foles, Sid Luckman, among others. But, oh, dude, I want to. I you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Bill's legend, Nathan Peterman, yes. in the upset. Yes! That's what I like. Right there. I I don't think I can do it. You can't. Dan, you can do it. I don't think I can Tanner, find it. Tanner, Tanner, persuade. Heart. Persuade. <laughs> I don't. Tanner, Dan, persuade. come on. It's Bill's legend, Nathan Peterman. Who got his? Who did? Did you get the card? No, I got Zay Jones, I believe. Oh. Wait till you see yours, Tanner, your Christmas gift. You get a Bill's Legend card. Oh, man. <laughs> Harrington got Nate Peterman in yeah. his rookie season. Wow. Um, Dan got who? Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Yeah. So you, wait till you see yours. It's something else. So. Oh, geez. <laughs> Come on, Dan. Nate Peterman. Nate Peterman. Fine. I guess you'll convince me. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go Nathan Peterman. Why not? He screwed me over so many times a couple of years ago. The one time I'll pick him, he'll win. Um, I, I mean, I just feel bad for Justin Fields with his hip injury. Hopefully, he's okay. But I, I don't think uh, the Vikings will play their starters. I don't think they really care. I don't even know if they have a chance at the first seed. If they, if they do. I don't think they'll try anyway. <laughs> Next game. Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Andy Dalton wins. The Red Rocket takes it. As well as Sam Darnold's been playing in the running game has been, I think I truthfully think that the Saints are the better team here and they'll win. I'm taking Sammy Dimes. The reclamation project continues. I, I, I'm taking... 
I'm taking Andy Dalton. Why not? I love Andy Dalton. I got Chris Olave on my fantasy team. It can work. It can work. Um, I'll take the Saints. Next game, the New York frickin' Giants. Not New Jersey. They've, they've earned a right to be called New York. <laughs> against the Philadelphia Eagles. Giants. Giants, Giants, Giants. It's a huge upset. Minshew Mania, wah, 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 not happening. The Giants are winning. Winning, winning, winning. Dable, Coach of the Year. Tanner. All right, I'm taking the Giants. Let's go. Come on. Just woke up the computer by doing that. You did. You, <laughs> we have another computer in here. He just woke it up. Uh, fly, Eagles, oh, fly. Eagles oh, die. yeah, I haven't done that in a while. There ain't no Minshew mania because Jalen Hurts is back, baby. He's going to run for five touchdowns on Jalen Hurts back? What? Is Hurts back? There's talk about him being back. Oh, he I, be. I believe he's going to I don't think be he back. will be. I think he will They're going to lose out. No, they yep. they want that bye week. They're not getting it. They want that bye week. <laughs> they want that bye week. Next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons, and I will figure out why my music is not playing anymore. Tan- Joe, you broke my computer. <laughs> Bucks. Tom Brady wins it. Easy. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. They're getting the. They're, they took a step in the right direction last week. They're. For the rest of the NFL's dismay, they're getting hot at just the right time. I, I fixed the DJ the music. is fixing stuff right now. I, I fixed the music. It's okay, everybody. We can all calm down now. I, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tom Brady. Why not? You know, I, I've heard he likes old things with his new movie coming out. So, so why not kill the Falcons again like he did in the Super Bowl? Next game. The Dallas, I hate them Cowboys, against the Washington Pig Commanders. Who's playing for the Commanders this week? Sam Howell. Sam Howell. First year rookie hasn't played this whole year because of. I like it. I like it. I'm going with the. I'm going with uh, Major Tutty and the Commanders on this one. Uh, I like that we haven't seen anything of this kid. I think he's going to go in and ball out easy. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Dallas here. I mean, it's always, you know, you never know what you're gonna get with a rookie quarterback making his first career start, especially against that defense. I gotta take. Gotta take Dallas. Who picked up Josh Rosen? Someone did. Someone. Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Future prospect. Future prospect. Yeah, that's what they say all those years ago when he was the most NFL ready. Yeah, yeah. I'm the best quarterback in this draft. Sound like Mike White, dummy. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take Cowboys. I'm with Tanner on this one. I, I think even though it is his first start and there is no f- film on him, I, I just think it's the Cowboys should know better. They, they really should. I mean, I could see Mike McCarthy just losing this game, but Dan Quinn has just been such a good defensive coordinator for the past two years that I think that will carry them through. All right. And there's one last game. Oh, yeah! What just came out of you? We gotta talk. What just came out of you? I don't know. <laughs> Is the New England Patriots coming to Highmark Stadium to take on the reigning, 
defending AFC East champions, the Buffalo Bills. Bills, if it happens. What's the score? Uh, 47-17. Sound familiar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe, I'm right there with you. I'm taking the same score and the same result. Yeah, I'm taking a Bills win, and I'm looking at my sheet right now. Come on, 47-17. That's what I did in the playoffs last year. Screw the sheet. Come on. Uh, Joe, I have a way with my things. Let, let me have my way. 52-0. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Case Keenum comes in. <laughs> Just Dots two touchdowns yeah. to, to Khalil Shakir. James, James Cook goes off. First 100-yard game. Oh, I can see it, baby. Screw Josh Allen. We got Case Keenum. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's uh, put a stop to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. fine, fine. I won't say it again. I won't say it again. All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. We're glad to be back. We'll be back next Wednesday. Joe, wacky Wednesdays from here on wacky out. Wacky Wednesdays, yeah. Joe, shout out your social. You can find me on Instagram at Joe Cali and on Twitter at The Buffalonian. Tanner. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TJ Saunders 2000 on Instagram at Tanner underscore Saunders 2000. And you can find me on Twitter at double underscore D capital WBNY. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Blitz. We hope that you all have a good rest of your week. Go Bills. See you next week.